The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. They'll fight for freedom wherever there's trouble. Gutting the sacred cow is there. Hey, wow, new episode time. Oh, lucky you. We have Lauren Conlon here this week, and she has now completed our Molly Ringwald John Hughes trifecta as she is now attempting to try and kick the legs out of 16 Candles. Before we get to it, did you get your live show tickets yet? Why not? Eventbrite.com, Gutting the Sacred Cow, search for it. And for a promo code, what's one of our most commonly used phrases? All one word, no spaces, will get you 15% off in that. So what's a phrase we always use? Hmm? Hmm? Also, guttingthesacredcow.com every day. And now we're on Patreon. So patreon.com slash guttingthesacredcow. You now will find our blogs there. Vlogs. Video blogs for you old people. We do our list of 10 quotes. Uh, movies we've seen. That doesn't happen. You know the drill. So patreon.com slash guttingthesacredcow. And here's our friend Lauren Conlin going for the trifecta with 16 candles. Gather What am I in the pay no mind list? Kevin Israel, name that film. Ah, fuck. Now, this is the part where you say, I should know this. And this is the part where I say, I know you do. And from the look of our guest face, Lauren Conlon, I think she knows the answer. But let's give Kevin another three Mississippi. Oh, okay. Oh, no, I know. I, I know I should know this. And I think it's a movie I saw recently. Um, well, venture again. What am I in the, what am I in the pay no mind list? Yeah. Ah, can you give me a little hint? Can you give me like context or something? If I give you context, it's a dead fucking giveaway. Oh, okay. If I even do the accent, it's a dead fucking giveaway. That's yeah. why. But it's a, it's an offset quote. I don't know. I, I'm going to get so mad when you say it, but. <laughs> hey, hey, spider, give me a cutty in water. I thought you said you're a good spider. I said I'm no good. I said I'm not no good spider. What am I in the pay no mind list? Good fellas. Right, we shoot him in the fucking foot. I, no, yeah, yeah. That wasn't I a good I, quote. I, I, I don't know. It's it's offset. Shame on you, Kevin Goatee, Kevin Israel, back, <laughs> back, and that giggle is entertainment's most savvy reporter, Lauren Conlon. Lauren, hi, how are you? Hi, I'm 
agree. The giggle has to go. I've been saying lately that I sound like Camilla and I don't like it. So I am like, working on it. Sound like Camilla? The vice president of the United oh. States. I thought you said of Ca- America. I, 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 I thought you said Camelot, like the story of JFK and his no, boys. I, I mean, didn't we all get lectured for saying her name? Um, incorrectly, it's, it's Kamala. It's not Kamala. It's Kamala. Well, you got lucky oh. if you paid enough attention, but I yeah, didn't. I, you guys don't care. What am I saying right now? Anyway, my laugh is annoying, and I appreciate you calling it a giggle because I feel cuter. So thank you. Bringing politics to a podcast about movies and cute and to the onslaught of hate mail, Kevin. They love <laughs> when either side is discussed uh. on this podcast. <laughs> There, okay, oh, whatever. There's the agenda, <laughs> lady. Yeah. There's the raspy goofah. Here we are. <laughs> Look at Lauren's face. Oh, cutie. <laughs> so here we are. Lauren Conlin. I'd tell you what, Kevin Israel. She's chosen a film. This is the hot topic on this show because once that first domino fell, they all have fallen. Lauren has chosen yet another John Hughes film, and that is the final, actually, the OG in the Molly Ringwald, John Hughes yeah. trifecta, 16 candles coming out in 1984 with a budget of six and a half million, $23.7 million gross. Turn that into 2022 money, $17.7 million budget, $65.4 million. Not too shabby, not a ring right. doors, but, but you know, good enough for him to get right. four, good enough for him to get two other exact of the same films with Molly Ringwald, right? <laughs> the same cast, just keep recycling them. And the same wardrobe. We'll get into it. We made five times our money. Let's do it again. Yeah. IMDb, as we know, is a scale one through 10 with decimal points. Lauren Conlon, what do you think that 16 Candles got one through 10 with decimal points? IMDb score. I think I looked already. I think it was like an uh, eight out of ten or seven out of ten or something. Well, you can recuse yourself if you looked, you cheating fucker. What am I not supposed to? You never fucking no. said that, Kevin. No, you were not supposed to. This is a guessing. This is a guessing game. Okay, Duh. whatever. It's seven point three. I didn't look. Kevin Israel. Uh, I was gonna say six point five, but now I know I'm wrong because Lauren's cheater. a cheater, 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 cheater. <laughs> what is it? I thought, I, was gonna, I thought Kevin was going to guess. but No, I'm going to go with 6.5, but I oh. just like to be wrong. 7.0. It's something like a 7, uh, maybe. but maybe not. Yeah, she's, trying to, she's, yeah, trying, to, she's trying to slow play this. Rotten Tomatoes, unless the cheater looked at this, is a no, one, one through 100 score. Kevin Israel, you get first crack. What do the critics give this, uh, this, this fine film, as some say? <laughs> I'm hoping like a 57. This is an aspirational. Lauren Conlon, what do you think the critics yeah. scored it? I feel like they gave it like a 70 something. The crit- oh, the critics. The, the critics. critics, yes, the, the critics. critics. Ooh, bitch. Okay, 60 something. All right. Well, get ready to be disappointed. 83. Critics? What? Jeez. Critics. Really? This is why no one should take critics seriously except us. Now, Lauren. <laughs> now, Weinstein critic. What the yeah. fuck? Lauren Conlon, what do you think the audience gave this film? Oh, I feel like that's like in the 90s. That's like high 90s. How about a little more specific? Okay, fine. 96. Kevin Israel? 81. 85. Hmm. The critics and audience, simpatico. Quotes, yes, you're a total fag. (laughs) I almost got to say. Not what you say most of the time, Kevin. I know. What's the quote from the movie? 
That's yeah. Zing, waka, <laughs> waka, waka. Next one. She's gotten her boobs. I better get my magnifying glass. I'm not talking to you, Lauren. I'm, I'm giving a quote. I, I get that. I get that. Thank you. Thank Next you. one. I got to sleep under a Chinaman named after a duck's dork. Last one. No more Yankee, my wanky. The donger need food. Kevin Israel, oh. I left plenty of meat on this one. This bone oh, for you. Why don't you jump on this, baby? Yeah, I'm going to go just for the two big ones. I can't believe this. They fucking forgot my birthday. Mm-hmm. And I'd shit twice and die. Mm-hmm. I didn't know those are the big ones, but okay. They're big ones for you. That's fine by me. Hey, Lauren, did any quotes jump out at you? Yeah, I was going to say um, the magnifying glass one with the boobs. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. I feel like that's pretty famous. Um, yeah. I agree. Oh, yeah. yeah. That that was something that the magnifying glass became ubiquitous when it came mm-hmm. to talking to girls and prepubescents and saying, hey, that dude's dick is tiny. Get the magnifying glass out. Yeah, right. good point. Mm-hmm. Five fun facts. Five fun facts, five fun facts. The Cusacks, John and Joan, were initially prominently cast in The Breakfast Club with John cast as Bender, eventually played by Judd Nelson, and Joan sent to play Allison, Allison Sheedy, Ali Sheedy, excuse me. But Universal thought Hugh's other finished screenplay, 16 Candles, was more commercial and therefore should be made first. Mm-hmm. Okay. Molly, Molly Ringwald. It wasn't that fun of a fact. I know this one had a lot. I had to. I had to really go down and find some <laughs> dig deep. That was kind of fun, Kevin. It's okay. That was fun. That was fun. Uh, listen, I didn't find. Listen, okay. I didn't make them up. Next one. Molly Ringwald and Anthony Michael Hall. Anthony Michael Hall found that they did not like each other at first. Hoping to fix this, John Hughes took the two stars to a record store together, and they bonded over the same taste in music. Oh, Very interesting. Sense. I like that. Um, how yeah, that. How okay. Shakespeare, how Shakespearean. Yeah, where they go to wall to wall sound and video back in 1984 when this thing filmed, or 83. Yeah, that's weird. But I like that they didn't get along. Like, what did they not get along about? Imagine that. I don't even well, know. I'd love to find out if wall to wall sound and video was in existence when Lauren was alive. That's my uh that's my question, to everybody. Kevin, you're literally like three years older than me. You're literally not that much older than me. I don't understand. We've t- you're, I'm, a, I'm a couple more years older than that. Okay, next one. Get ready for your taints to shrivel up. In 2003, the USA Network was hoping to create a sequel to this classic film called, want to take a guess what they're going to call it? 18 Candles. 32 uh, Candles. Oh, I was... Wait, seriously? Yeah. And, correspond- and based on the corresponding birthday of Sam Baker. Mm. Uh I I want to I always like to have you guys try and guess, but this one you'll never guess. The role of Jake Ryan was auditioned for by Vigo Mortensen. Ooh, (laughs) I think he's very handsome. Yeah, career went in a much better direction. Yeah, stud. He must have been like, yeah, I'm into that. Good laydown, Vigo. Molly Molly Ringwald says she wished wished he had won the role since he made her quote weak at the knees. And wow. I'll give you a I'll give you a hint on this one to see if you can pick it up. Huge name in the 90s and 2000s, famous comic turned actor who was cast almost cast to play Farmer Ted. Huge comic turned actor. Hint. I just gave you a hint. No, a bigger hint. Adam Sandler. No. no. That's not he's not part of that like I feel like they have to be older. He was in the 90s. That's not a bad 90s guess. and 2000s. He was huge. Yeah. 
Any guesses, Lauren? I really don't know. Who? Jim Carrey. No. I feel like Jim Carrey's the cool. answer to almost every question you ask. So funny. <laughs> I mean, he. I guess once bitten was not that far away. What a turd. And now it's time for the audience to jump in with the interrogation. Time for Ask a Gutter. Ask a gutter, ask a gutter, ask a gutter, ask a gutter. <laughs> Our buddy Brandon Oglesby at Newark Night. If you were Molly Ringwald in this movie, what would have felt like a bigger kick in the teeth? Everyone ignoring your birthday, spelled with a U, for your sister's wedding, or the exchange student being instantly popular after going to your school for one day? Bigger kick in the teeth, Lauren. Probably the birthday thing. Even though I don't care about my birthday personally, um, I might care about that a little bit more about a like rather than a foreign exchange student being popular. I'd be very happy for that person. <laughs> I like when other people have success, so I'd be happy for him. I don't. Know. I find it hard to believe you don't get all hopped up about your birthday. You seem like the type to celebrate your birthday month. No, are you serious? Kevin, you don't even know me. I give my whole family shit. I'm like, what are you, five? All right, my kid, yeah, you are five. You get a birthday. My husband, (laughs) I'm like, what are you, five? No, you don't get a birthday. (laughs) You barely get a blowjob. Next, (laughs) Matt Dawson. The only thing I remember about this film is it's an abundance of racism with a pinch of awkward romance. So let's just ask, is John Hughes the most overrated director of the 80s? And if not, who is? Ooh, that's a good question. Very good question. So John Hughes also did Home Alone, am I right? He sure did. Okay, see, I love Home Alone. I, okay. I, I love that, so I don't think he's he's necessarily overrated. And I also love Breakfast Club, so I don't really agree with that statement. I don't think he's overrated. Well, um, do you, if you look at all his films, you may think so. By the way, your buddy, our buddy, Jen Eckhart, did Breakfast Club, and she hates that film. She hates it? Oh, see, oh, I like Breakfast it. Club. Yeah, I like it. Um, You know... I don't know. I don't think he's the most uh, overrated director, but I have to think about that. Who's, I mean, to me, it's kind of like James Cameron. I don't know if he's necessarily eighties. <gasps> he's more, I'm sorry, but like, I can't handle avatar. I can't handle Titanic. I just want to shoot myself in the mouth. But. I love how she gave the two lo- less, least likely enjoyable films. Kevin Israel. <laughs> how about a film called aliens or Terminator or Terminator two yeah, or, tr- or true life? No, so true no, lies, I true like, lies. I'm I'm not, you're going to kill me. I'm not really a Terminator fan. I know most people will. Well, absolutely. this podcast is over. <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm not. I'm sorry. That's I'm what we're doing class. here. You know what I am? I'm more of a diehard girl. I'm more of like a Bruce Willis girl. That's, so I, uh, yeah. we love Die Hard, except Don yeah. Jameson does not. But I mean, well, if you but like Chris Willis, you can watch any hard. of his 90 movies that come out every month now because he's <laughs> he must owe somebody a lot of money. Dude, he's making would, like 30 movies a week. I need to know who ha- who is more in debt, him Dude. or Nicolas Cage? I was just going to say that, Kevin. Nick Cage uh-huh. must be in total debt. His movies are so bad. He was. So I don't think he's getting paid. I, that's the thing. He's no, doing no, independent I know, films. I, I, know, I, like, know why. no, I know why. He was buying castles in Europe. That's yeah. what did it him. For his like, b- like teen bride, Asian wife, like it's so I don't even right. Like he married like a nineteen year old, I think, or I don't even know if they're still married, but whatever. Bruce did he Willis like, did- lost a bet. Somebody bet him that he couldn't make a hundred movies in a year, and he was like, <laughs> oh, "I'll take that." 
hold my beer. Here goes the camel again. Hey, 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 Jackie Chan, slow the fuck down. I got this. Dear Seth Rogen, I'm on your shit. Next one, Lord Snurts. Sixteen Candles definitely shows its age with outdated jokes and stereotypes, but it is still enjoyable. Here's my question: You could you get to attend one party from a comedy movie? Which one do you oh, choose? That's a great question, and that's exactly <laughs> that's what I wrote question. back. That's exactly that's what I wrote. That's back. That's a great question. That's a really good question. I already know, hands down, my party, the is old it, school party, obviously. I, I was going to guess for you. Can't hardly wait. No. Uh-uh. Because I hate that high film. school, I'd rather do a college party than a high school party because I have to go home to my parents in high school. And I was always very aware of that. Mm-hmm. College, it was like all bets are off. <laughs> so, so a college party is my jam. And like I I think about like I would be streaking with Frank. That would be me. I'd be like, yeah, we're going streaking. Why not? In the in the quad. Israel, yeah, what, exactly. what about you? What about you, pal? Easy answer. The party in the movie Project X. Oh my god! I forgot about Project X. It ends with a guy in a car and a, and a flamethrower. I mean, I got to be Whoa. there. No, that's that's <laughs> boy. That's I was thinking about this and I couldn't come up with a good answer. Mm-hmm. I agree with you, Lauren. High school, no thanks because it's too no much, thanks. too much fuckery. Give me. I mean, the mm-hmm. easy answer is Animal House. Project Total X party. is a good answer. I would have said American Pie at Stifler's Place because that's always good for a laugh. <gasps> that's a good right? one. No, that's a good one. You're yeah, right. That's, a, that's pretty good. Um, yeah. yeah that, that, one of those. I don't, but I don't have a, a firm answer. But, I, but all the Stifler's answers. Stifler's mom's house is good. That's oh, good, yeah. Kevin. I wish I thought of that. That's a good one. All right. Next one. Guama Hair Sunil at Llama Lavender. Do you like the Breakfast Club or 16 Candles better? I ask because I have a hard time choosing between the two. Well, I already answered that. <laughs> Club for sure. I know. I know. Uh, and that is only yeah, that's it. That's a short ask the gutter. So before we get into Lawrence notes, Kevin, let's talk about our favorite sponsor. That, of course, being Athletic Greens. You're a you're a one a day kind of guy with Athletic Greens, too, correct? I am. I am. I do enjoy the Athletic Greens in the morning with cold water. It's right. before my uh, before my morning cup of coffee kicks it off just right with the right amount of energy, some focus. Helps with the gut health, and it actually tastes good because most supplements taste like crap. Yeah, but Athletic Greens tastes it's it's actually good. It's creamy, it's smooth. It's a good way to start the day, and it's lifestyle friendly, keto, vegan, dairy free, gluten free, all that stuff supports better sleep and recovery. And Lauren, oh, don't you laugh because it costs less than your coffee does a day. Less than Probably. three, less than three bucks well, does less than three bucks a day. Can't beat that. Love it because, like I said, the gut health is great. Keeps you regular. And when you do buy Athletic Greens, make sure, of course, you go to athleticgreens.com slash GTSC. You're going to get a year supply free of vitamin D and five free travel packs. Took it with me to the Cayman Islands. They were just lovely as soon as I poison my body with gin. Athleticgreens.com slash GTSC. Over 7,000 five-star reviews. Guys, that many people can't be wrong, right? Right. Athleticgreens.com slash GTSC. Help us out. Help us help you out. Now it is time for Lauren Conlon to do what I know she's been preparing to do since last Friday. <laughs> and that is yes. guts. Gut. The okay. sacred cow. Oh, my God. I just got like the tingles, like the dummy tingles. Um, Okay. Yeah. So, <laughs> so 
guys, I'm going to start. I might be a little out of order. Forgive me. I do want to kick this off by saying I do not support cancel culture. I hate cancel culture. I hate everything about 2022 and the woke society. Now, with that being said, I can still appreciate um, some really nasty racism when I see it. So this is a little <laughs> out of order, but I think <laughs> I did read an article in Elle magazine that was very off-putting a long time ago about this movie that basically said when it came out at like Long Duck Dong, basically any Asian kid at a high school was known as Long Duck Dong. Like he didn't even have a name after this movie came out. They were just Long Duck Dong. Wait a minute. That, hold on. They also called that yeah. or Short Round from Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom. Okay, yes, yes, I agree with you. No time for love. Yeah, no, I agree with you. But I mean, imagine that. I'm kind of like, look what you did to these poor guys that were just living their life. And all of a sudden, like the stupid jock and the stupid popular girls like, oh, it's long duck dong. Wait, I'm I'm sorry to interrupt, Lauren. You don't have have to be sorry. It's your show. I have to confirm your story. Because when I was in, I think, second grade, Mm. we had two Asian transfer students, a brother and a sister. And they spoke very little English. And on the playground, the, the girl would always bite somebody. And when they went to go after him, the brother would come in and punch, punch the kid in the dick. That was like <gasps> their move. That was their move. And, and it came to the point where everybody was, everybody was like, ah, oh, are the dongs at it again? Wait, that's. <laughs> Yeah. And I don't think I, and at the time I didn't even get why we were calling them the dongs. Cause there I think I go. knew that wasn't their name, right. but then yeah. like years and years later, I was like, uh, I mean, it's, it's, did someone ring a gong when they, what, did someone ring a gong when they punched him in the dick? Like this film. Mm-hmm. I mean, trust me, I am like everyone else. I think stereotypes can be funny. I, you know, but I also think they can be offensive if you <laughs> use them. You know, I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I, like, I, I don't want to get canceled myself, but again, I don't agree with them. However, that was really troubling. When I read that, I was like, dude, right. that's, that's messed up. That's so annoying. So it's actually going to, I'm probably going to say opposite things next. So it's not really going to make much sense. But I also want to clarify that I'm a really nice person, no matter what I say. I'm a really, really nice girl. So the Molly Ringwald casting, I just don't think she's attractive. I always find her. <laughs> you, listen to, you listen to two other podcasts, didn't you, you son of a bitch? <laughs> no, I, I actually didn't to the Molly I, I, I swear Thanks. to you, I did not. I did not. Yeah. Um, Appreciate I it. Find her, I find her like severely unattractive. Um, and I find, I, I found her um, uglier as, as a young girl. I think now a lot of people age better because there's products we can use and things we can do. But right away. She just, no, no, remember- no. She, she grew into it. Like, and I'll give an example. I said this before, mm-hmm. not long ago. She grew into it better. Look at Elizabeth Shue. Not that great in Karate Kid. Now she's a fucking smoke show. Uh, leaving yeah. Las Vegas, 95, smoke show. Now even still, she's in her 50s. She's fucking way more I attractive. Think she's hot. I thought Elizabeth, she was hot in um, Adventures in Babysitting. I thought she was yeah. hot from the start. So that baby hot fat on her. So, so that baby fat on not, not, not ready for my Not ready for prime time. Jesus, you're ridiculous. Um, So... Yeah, I just remember when I first saw the movie, I was really excited. And I don't know, as like as a young girl, you like to kind of see attractive people. They remind you of princesses. I don't know. So I just remember seeing her and I was like, eh, I don't really, I don't really want to watch her on the screen for two hours. I think I'm gonna throw up a little bit. So um, <laughs> you know, I'm kind of like, I'm not into that. So that was the first thing I noticed. You know, and the second thing I noticed as a parent now, I'm sorry. 
sorry, I'm not going to forget my child's birthday. Right then and there is almost like the home alone thing. John Hughes has this really bad habit of making these situations really like they're not going to happen. I'm sorry. I'm never going to forget a kid at home. And I'm also not going to forget my kid's birthday, even if another kid is getting married. And also like, she doesn't say anything. I mean, a a 16 year old girl in a second would be like, it's my birthday. It's my birthday. (laughs) Wait, what, what are you doing? Is that what you said? It's in my notes. Yes. Yeah. Like literally if you're a chick, you're going to be like, it's my fucking birthday. Like it's all about me. So, you know, that right there, I'm just like, dude, come on. I don't really believe that. Okay. Let's go to Anthony Michael Hall. Not that big of a dork, number one. He really isn't. He actually is attractive. Um, He's small. Also, like Molly Ringwald, who do you think you are? <laughs> I mean, he's kind of better than you. Like, he's, he, you know, you're not even on his level, but whatever. I, you know, I didn't make the move. So that kind of pissed me off, you know? It really did piss me off. I'm just like, who do you think you are? Let's go to Jake and um, Carolyn. This is interesting to me. So Jake looks like a 40-year-old man. Let's just say. <laughs> he belong, right? He does not belong in this movie. He's like a grown-ass adult. And he's talking in Anthony Michael Hall, who's clearly 12. You know, it just doesn't, like, it doesn't match. To me, I'm just like, something is really wrong here. Because when I was in high school, I just don't remember the freshmen looking like, like preschoolers and the seniors looking like plumbers. Like it's just, it didn't really make sense to me. So that was really distracting. Um, you know, when I rewatched the movie, I was very, very distracted by that. I was very, very distracted. Um, sorry, this is just gross. Like Molly Ringwald's like little girl. I'm just like, so yeah, she's a, she's, that, a, she's a current day rebel Wilson, right? You know, I don't know what she is. I just was like, I don't want like the, panties look like they had skid marks on it I just, <laughs> right they were, the, they were the type that like you know what i'm saying like they have like a little yeah just, it just reminded me of a little girl that didn't wipe her butt and i'm just like <laughs> i wouldn't want those yeah so that just wasn't that cool to me she was um, a, she was the last girl to figure out how she had, she had to use a tampon when her monthly visitor started coming i mean yes that's actually yeah that's a really good point <laughs> um you. a really good point and then you know <laughs> The whole, just back to Long Duck Dong, I mean, I was really happy for him when he became really popular and everything, but it's just like, come on, it's just, it's sad. It's like, you're, it's just, it makes me uncomfortable, like, because it's like that kid that thinks that everybody's laughing with them, but they're laughing at him. And, and again, I, I'm not about cancel culture. I just don't appreciate that. So I just, I don't think it's like racist per se. I mean, it is racist, but like, I'm not going to sit here and berate it for that because it was the eighties and you know, we didn't really know any better. Um, I just, I feel like it's mean. It's just a mean movie. It puts people in different classes when they shouldn't be in different classes. Like just, it just is, it's not nice. Like the whole thing is just not. Hold on, hold on. That, that listen, I, everything so far I'm agreeing. There was a class system in high school, no matter what film or real world, there was always a class system. There was a hierarchy. Forget class. Okay. It, was, it was a hierarchy. That, that always has happened. So don't say like, oh, I don't know. No, that's always been. Okay. Before. That's a good, that's a good point. I think I'm thinking of maybe right now. So right now in our society, there's not, I would say the kids today, it's like in my, you know, my age, like they would make fun of the gay kid. Now it's like gay, trans, whatever you are, uh, what is it they're doing? Um, oh, non-binary. Oh, well, sorry. Non-binary. It doesn't matter. <laughs> Everybody is accepted. And like, if you get, if someone makes fun of you, you're, you know, you're the bad guy. But yeah, I guess in this situation, you're right. 
that is a thing. But I just still, I just thought it was mean. I thought also his girlfriend, Jake's girlfriend, Carolyn, I mean, again, 40 years old. I'm just like, there's no way. There's literally no way. Also, <laughs> I'm just saying she did not get that fucked up off of alcohol. There was no fault. There had to have been pills. You it do was the 80s. Of have- course there was pills. Yeah. So why do they act? It's just weird. It just the whole thing was weird. And then Jake makes that comment like, oh, I could violate her any any which way I want to right now. And you're like, you don't you didn't have to include that. That's weird. Like, it's just like a weird thing for a high school guy to say. I mean, I don't know if you watch Euphoria. It's, I guess it's not that weird now that I'm saying it out loud. But at the time, it was a weird thing to say. So overall, besides the movie just being severely unrealistic um and aesthetically just disgusting uh i don't think there's one i think there's literally one attractive person to look at in that whole movie it's jake because i don't even find his girlfriend that attractive i think everybody's ugly um and i just don't i don't know is that see i'm nice i'm really no that's listen you know what she kind of reminds me again i didn't do any research she looks like Israel. You could probably back me up on this one. Do you remember the girl that Michael J. Fox was going for in Teen Wolf? They look very similar. Yes. Pam- yeah, well, that, I mean, Pamela. I feel like if- her name was Pamela as well. I feel I like remember. in the 80s, there was a there was a very strong stereotype as to what was an attractive, popular girl. Yeah, I think you're right. And I just I'm not here for it. Same girl and, and the same girl in Revenge of the Nerds. The the popular girl in the Revenge oh, of the yeah, Nerds. Oh yeah, yeah, she was different. Another yeah. blonde, yeah. thin, athletic looking girl. Well, I'm gonna conclude with this. Um, I think a lot of us want to see happy endings and we want to see more of the um underdog winning. So I think that I I was always upset at the end of the movie when he's kind of like hanging out by the car like this, and then they you know, it just shows like their shadow having a date. It really bothered me that we didn't get to like witness their romance blossoming. And she, you know what I mean? I just, I didn't, I wanted to see more of that. But I'll, I'll it didn't happen because after yeah. the next morning he woke up and he was like, what the fuck am I doing? He's like, he like look oh at your God. teeth, bitch. <laughs> Ew, three, gross. <laughs> yeah, so I just, I wanted, that's to me when the movie like started to get good. It's like the end when you know they finally got together because i hate that whole like oh i'm looking at you you're looking at me we like each other but we won't shut the fuck up like i just i don't have time for that like just get to it get to it you know like let's let's go guys and then so they get to to it and it's done to play devil's advocate did you really want to see the good looking dude making out with ugly molly ringwald in your opinion so i actually did because again i i said i like the movies so i think most um sensical and non-sociopathic human beings like for the underdog to, to win <laughs> for the lo- you know what i'm saying for the loser we root for you know what i mean like we don't want to see them die we don't want to see them fail we want to see them win so i love seeing her win at the end but i was just like i want to see more of it and i'm finally into it and now you guys cut it off so i had to waste my time on you know long duck dong and anthony michael hall with the skid mark underwear and stuff so. <laughs> lauren give me give me a scale one to ten on your on, uh, of uh 16 candles five wow five. yeah not I'll as scathing as i expected not as scathing. no because i don't like i don't hate anything i think it takes a lot of effort to hate 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 i don't really respect the movie though i will say that and if i don't respect it that's pretty bad noted mm. <laughs> 
Kevin Israel, this is where you're going to go first today and probably take all that meat right off the bone and strip it clean for me. I, I don't I don't think so. First of all, I usually hate starting this off just just kind of blowing my lead, but mm. I hate this movie. This movie <laughs> is terrible. And like Kevin said, this completes our Molly Ringwald Hughes trifecta. And each movie, I just kind of hated a little more than the next. This movie is absolutely terrible. First of all, all the character characters are hateable. Literally, not one sort of likable character in this movie. Even the people that you're kind of supposed to like are really assholes. Like Jake, asshole. Mm-hmm. Geek, who doesn't even get a name. They don't even give the geek, the geek a name. He's just geek. Like The geek in the credits, if you he, saw that. I think he's probably the closest to not being an asshole, but he's still an asshole. They're pa- he parents. shot the panties, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. And you know what? I can almost forgive that because he's, you know, a 14-year-old kid who doesn't realize, but he's just an asshole. Her parents, assholes. Her her brother, asshole. Her sister, fucking asshole. They're, the, the in-laws, asshole. Every, literally everybody in this movie. The grandparents were the biggest cunts in the world, too. Agreed. Yeah, the, the grandparents, absolutely. So there's no characters to like in this movie. Okay, so if you're watching a movie and there's no likable characters, well, then there's probably a great plot that really reels you in and makes you interested enough to, to ride with these horrible characters. Nope, not here. There's no plot in this movie. Literally no plot. It's just this whiny little girl going through her day because she didn't get noticed. And she's trying to figure out how to deal with this reality that nobody cares about. It's her 16th birthday. And go fuck yourself. Nobody ever cares about birthdays anyway. And that's, <laughs> that's, like, that's, the, that's, the, that's the genesis of the movie. And then it basically breaks out to, oh, I like this guy who is so far out of my league. We're not even playing the same sport. And I'm going to try to somehow I, he see, he gets a note. Like I remember those quizzes. I'm a kid of the eighties. This was my fucking wheelhouse. I remember those notes going around school and people would be like, Oh my God, did you hear Jenna say that she gave somebody a hand? And it like ruined somebody's life for years. I remember that. note. (laughs) And And he gets that and reads it and goes, Oh, you know what? Screw my, model girlfriend i'm gonna go for this awkward weirdo because she passed a note that said she's never had sex which is always a great person to try to get with Mm. and and she wants to have it with me of course she wants to have it with me you're the only guy who has chest hair in school you're fucking 37 like why every all the little girls want to have sex with you you're an adult (laughs) who can buy beer bro you've been left back 13 years he's been he's been to at least two na meetings i guarantee you that The, really the, funny. The, the plot in this is just just horrible just absolutely horrible all the plot devices in this are horrible leaving aside whether or not it's me like obviously the 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 anti-asian theme in this is pretty bad leaving that aside it's not funny it's oh. not funny and it just not funny it just gets tight like i was like wow they're gonna keep going with the gong like they're really leaning mm-hmm. into the gong like were people in the movie theater laughing the seventh time the gong hit? Because if they were, people in the 80s were fucking idiots. Like that, that just wasn't, it wasn't funny. And they could have done something funny with that character. Mm. They could have done something original and unique and, and funny. And it kind of is funny that he gets this girl and like he ends up having like sex with this big girl who's got big boobs. And then he ends up hammered on the, gr- on the grass and everybody's like, like that kind of is funny. But the fact that they said, no, this isn't the funny part. The funny part is he's Asian. Isn't that hysterical? It's crazy. You've probably never seen an Asian person before. And by the way, gong. Okay. Ah, punchline. Like just 
terrible, horrible, horribly written. <laughs> and how many times in the 80s were we going to let John Hughes write a teenage girl? Like, what did this asshole know about teenage girls? And why does he always seem to get it so wrong? And, mm-hmm. and, and part of it, I think, is, is his writing. But then part of it is that Molly Ringwald can't act her way out of a paper bag. She literally felt like a school play the entire time watching her act. She's a horrible actress who has one character. Boring. That's her character. <laughs> and she did it in 16 Candles. She did it in Pretty in Pink. And she did it in Breakfast Club. Yep. All the same characters. Supposedly different people. Bre- Breakfast Club, she was supposed to be the popular kind of bitchy girl. Pretty in Pink, she was supposed to be like the, the poor, I'm trying to struggle and make something of myself, but I'm so different girl. And in this, mm. she's somewhere kind of in the middle. They were all the same person. You know why? Because she can't act. And watching her act is painful. And I could, I, I, I could almost get past her not being attractive enough to justify all these movies where everybody's so interested in her if she could act and if she was like an interesting person but she's not mm-hmm. she's boring whiny she always looks pissed off she's got resting bitch face out the fucking wazoo and this is the person we're supposed to care about and i didn't care about her i didn't care about anybody in this movie i didn't care about the plot of the movie i didn't care about anything i actually struggled to pay attention to this movie at one point i realized i was looking at my phone for 10 minutes and i looked up and i was like <laughs> and i didn't even rewind I didn't even want, Lauren, you made some reference to something that happened in the movie. And I was like, I missed that. I I genuinely didn't care. I think this was actually the first time I've watched this movie all the way through ever. Like I know I've seen parts of it, but it's just such a fucking bad movie. And there's, and, and the things that do happen in the movie, so many other movies have done better. The, The creepy grandparents, Christmas Vacation did the, the grandparents, old people, so much better. The, the party, the school party, that didn't even look like a fun party. Didn't look like a great, like, I didn't want to be at that party. Like, it looks like, a, like so many other movies did the party well. Like, the, the angsty kids, like, you can name so many movies that did all of these points so much better. And this movie just failed every time at trying to make its point. And the most ridiculous thing was the wedding at the end. What was that about? Oh, I actually didn't even touch on that. Yeah. What was, Wait, what was all the oxy so she took? Like, well, that yeah. was stupid as fuck. And, she, I, that's and not she's marrying that. this guy. Like, I thought, because I, I don't think I'd, I don't even remember that, that storyline. I thought that at the end of the movie, she was going to, like, leave him or be like, nah, fuck this. <laughs> like, I thought that's where that was going. Like, because that would have been at least a plot development. That would have been something that happened. No, she just ends up marrying this asshole that everybody seems to like. And by the way, fuck Italian people because this movie fucks kind of fucks with everybody. So screw <laughs> Italian people too. Like it's just it was just so bad. I don't know if this is a, is it considered a comedy? Is this movie considered a comedy? Yeah. Yes. That's yeah, absolutely. Awful. It's not a comedy. It's not funny. It's not interesting. It's not compelling. It's poorly acted. There's no plot. John Hughes is a creep who just, I think, wants to write about teenagers and show boobs for no reason. I mean, it was the 80s, so they're always just random boobs. <laughs> well, but let's not go casting in for that, Kevin Israel. That's that's a high no, But you know, but you know what? In this movie, it just feels like it just feels like there's this guy writing about high school kids and, and he's like, Oh, you know what? We gotta have a girl naked in the shower. And it's like, what? What are you doing, dude? Why do we keep letting you do this? I hate this fucking movie. One. Wow. <laughs> I knew you were going to, again, we share the same fucking brand. I knew you were going to hate it, not hate it that much. Wow. Bold. Uh, I'm going to. I think he start... hates it more than me, actually. Uh, he does. He just gave it a one. You gave it a five. Seriously. I gave it a by five. Way, by the way, you'd be surprised how often that the guest comes on and goes, ah, I didn't like it. Four. And we're like, fuck it. One, two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 
Well, because it's watchable, it's just bad. Well, nope. these notes brought to you by our live show. Our live show, March 26th, Carasotis Movie Theater. Go on Eventbrite, look up Gutting the Sacred Cow, get a ticket, hang out. Bill and Joanne for the morning show are doing office space. That's right. Come hang out with us as we watch the movie and then do a live episode. And of course, guttingthesacredcow.com for all of your hilarity. And of course, uh, patreon.com slash guttingthesacredcow for our vlogs notes i like by the way i'm gonna start off you two apparently are not fine with racism but rapey by all means guys ali ali oxen free <laughs> none of you talk about the rapey shit notes i love how the nine-year-old brother knows his one sister's menzies schedule and the other's increase of a tit size something tells me that this boy is not going to be a godparent to either of their kids whenever they have some and now for a spit take, if you told me that Molly Ringwald and Buzz from Home Alone are related, I would completely buy that. <laughs> That's a good one. Thank you. I rem- yeah. remember those same surveys, too, in high school, but we had the fortune teller origami. Remember that? One, two, three, four. Yes. Well, it yes. also looks like those don't work out because I should be living in a mansion with Jessica Gonzalez right now, and I'm not. Was that? Did you do the one where you had to draw a circle and you yes. circled them to stop and then you counted the lines? Yeah, it's called Mash. Mash. That's it. Mash, yeah. It's Mash. Mash. Mansion rap. apartment. I thought I forgot what S is. Mash, mansion mansion apartment. House. Shack house. Shack house. Shack yeah. house. And then you'd be rich, average, poor. Right. Yes. That was a good game. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> we're such a. Wait, I kind of want to play it right now. Oh, it's kind of fun. Isn't it? I know. Next, yes, it next, is. Next, next power lunch. We're playing that for sure. Mash rap. Kevin, how did you? You missed this one. I've had workout partners before plenty, but doing alternating pull-ups on the same bar, that doesn't happen. You know what? Wait, I'm sorry to interrupt. To prove the point why this movie wasn't funny. So that was a funny concept where they were doing pull-ups and it turns out they weren't. But the fact that they were just like the bar was just on the ground and they were just using their feet. In my head, I actually thought, I was like, oh, I think like there's freshmen holding them and like pushing them up and down. (laughs) That would have been funny. That would have been funny. This was not funny. Did you see in the background the one nerd getting suplexed? Yeah. (laughs) All right. High school shower titty scene. Half a bonus point. You know how we play. (laughs) The the nerds on get off the bus while voluntary wearing jock straps with no bullies in arm's length. Stop it. They would have removed those immediately to avoid another millisecond of public shame. That doesn't happen. Are exchange students a thing anymore? I don't remember that since our days. I don't hear about those things r- really. Um, oh, good do, do you guys have called something else now? It's got to be but do they still do that? Do they have other high school kids or whatever come live out here for a, a marking period or two? I don't know. I think so. I think oh. it's just an overseas program. Whatever. Right. I, yeah. And by and also, no chance is Long Duck Dong getting pussy that fast in the 80s. In 2021, he could come here and demand every woman sleep with him. 2022, excuse me. He can come here and demand every woman sleep with him because then he'd say, hey, you're racist if you don't. John Hughes is not a master of subtlety examples. Why did he abuse this shit out of TV themes to signify groups of people? Peter Gunn, a.k.a. the Spy Hunter theme for the nerds. Dragnet theme, nerds. By the way, the Italian family, the Godfather theme. And what was that Italian family's last name? Do you remember? 
They weren't Italian. The rice checks. That the is not fucking right. Italian. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah. I damn good and well, that's not an Italian name. That's just pure horse shit. Stop it. The five percent Italian me is disgusted. Long Duck Dong. What did he get? Turning Japanese, but he's Chinese. All right, I get the the comedy play. Whatever. Holier, mm. holier shit. John Hughes is, is heavier handed than the Thing, the Hulk, or Roberto Duran. Go Google that last reference, folks. It's a smart one. John Hughes should have played the theme, the Song of the South, throughout the entire film because there are maybe three black people in this entire film. Maybe three. I saw one nerd, and I probably dozed off when the other two were present. And <laughs> 80s nerds were not that technological. They weren't running around like the Borg from Star Trek Next Generations working at a public access station. No one ran around, unless you were, Kevin. <laughs> you put your hand up. The kid was wearing those glasses he was wearing, those goggles. Uh-huh. Those are the goggles from Ghostbusters. I'm pretty sure if you look. Those are night vision goggles. They must have, but I, I guarantee you they must have been repurposed. They were the exact same ones. I don't think so because they both came out in 1984. Fuck you, Kevin. All right. <laughs> Lawyer. That's your favorite film. You should know that. Uh, is Anthony Michael Hall the precursor to Ducky? If so, this film is, I promise, will get nothing higher than a two from me. Um, spat, spaz out bet you a dozen floppy disks the only thing missing from these 80s rhetoric barbs was dweeb or wasteoid mm. I love how the, thank you that's a good one right mm. yeah, bring it back. It is, it I like how the one nerd stole the skinny red sunglasses from one of the bike riders in E.T. in the final scene and brought them back and wore them in this film those real pencil thin glasses uh, they protected your eyes from about one eighth of an inch of sunlight. And this is where Kevin Israel makes a long duck dong Asian glasses joke. <laughs> John Hughes forgot to show the part where the nerds, uh, when they saw the underwear in the bathroom, he forgot to show the part where the nerds each paid $5 to sniff Molly Ringwald's underwear in the bathroom. Cause you damn know well that happened. Oh. This nerd group is more rapey than a Hollywood producer in the forties. Less Moonves or a UCB troop? Uh, God. <laughs> Young Sorry. John. No, no. I encourage laughter. <laughs> okay, Young, it's awkward. <laughs> Young John Cusack looks like Miles Teller. Mm, I didn't notice, but anyway. A little bit. I could see that. Minute, thir- minute 38 in, and my laugh counter still says zero on my legal Ooh. pad. Brutal. Uh, get ready for a huge that doesn't happen. Kevin, I love when actors who are playing drunk are carrying blatantly empty beer cans. Zero <laughs> spillage when you're flailing your arms like an Italian trying to land a plane. That doesn't mm-hmm. happen. Those two mm-hmm. girls, when they, when they cut her hair off the door, they're like all drunk and they just have their arms. There's, those cans are so empty. <laughs> Stop the horseshit. Uh, I'm surprised you guys didn't get into this one. I've been to plenty of house parties when parents are not home. I've been quasi respectful of said uh, house parties host, but what fuck stain goes to the trouble of (laughs) of toilet papering the host's house or putting a full pizza on a goddamn turntable and the piece de resistance (laughs) leaving a credit card in an empty coffee mug. I said it. I said it on the on the Breakfast Club episode. This is pure white people fuckery at its finest. Okay, John Hughes 
must have taken acid, then stared at an MC Escher painting too long, and then wrote out this scene. Because I've been to plenty of these parties, and these things just don't happen. What <laughs> couldn't he? Couldn't he just do it straight? Could you just have a regular party? Like what really happened? Like guys in one corner playing Nintendo, girls giggling in the other corner until someone mm-hmm. shows up with the booze or breaks into the liquor cabinet, and then whip out the beer pong balls, and then guys hooking up with their beer pong partners. Is that too much to ask? Apparently, I think it proves that John Hughes never went to any parties. Yeah, totally. I'm gonna. She's passed out, and I can violate her in ten different ways. Yeah, I didn't like that. I didn't like that. Did John Mm -hmm. Hughes just endorse dead horsing? And did (laughs) dead horsing? Remember that name? You ever heard of dead horsing? Yes. No. You never heard of that? No. You know it's funny. You say no. It's funny. You say no, Kevin. I'm a good person. I don't rape. A very low bar, Lauren. I, we, I clearly, just because you know what the term I is. Don't rape. <laughs> yeah, I don't rape. <laughs> no, I agree with you, Kevin. It's I didn't think about that. The house party. You're right. I've been to plenty. I would never do that. Whatever. The, like who does that? Who destroys you, the host? Like, listen, that's, that's stupid. We, we've all stolen CDs stupid. from someone's house. I'm fully guilty of that. But that's that's the extent of my <laughs> fuckery. Who goes to a party and works out in the parents' gym? Like what yeah. was that? Was that's so dumb. The worst thing I ever did was throw up in on this girl's Christmas presents. Like it was like her brother's party. It was his little sister. I was like a, a senior. I threw up on all her presents. It was awful. I bought her everything new. I got grounded for a long time. But yeah. So John Hughes endorses dead horsing. And did Brett Ratner take copious note copious notes while watching this film? Jesus. Well, Great. Google wait, Brett, Google Brett Ratner sex pest. Okay. Yeah. They had they had car phones back in 1984. Shit, this could have been helpful for the other 283,472 movies made in the 80s. How do we not know about car phones in 84? But no one else addresses car phones until maybe Wall Street in 87. The only people that could Uh, afford it. He's like a a Harvey Weinstein. There you go. Thank you. Yeah. Sometimes these jokes go a little bit past skin deep here, Lauren. Just be be ready. Wait, also, can I just note that um, my birth year is 1984? So, yay. Okay, move on. Keep going. Anyway. So you are, like I said, we're we're a few years older. And uh, and then when Jake Ryan's girlfriend falls into Anthony Michael Hall's lap, Anthony Michael Hall decides to break the fourth wall with this gem. Ready? <laughs> this is getting good. Hold on a second. <laughs> Fuck you. I forgot about that. This is getting good. This is getting good. That's like someone, some comic who thinks he's being edgy goes, strap in. Like, fuck you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Man, man, the bar was so goddamn low in the 80s. No wonder shows like Get Along Gang, Peanuts, and Heathcliff the Cat were popular back then. Gross. Kevin, yeah. we'll fight you over peanuts. Oh, it's terrible. It's all yeah. one song, yeah, and that's no song. everyone loves no on that. Song. Oh, the Red Baron, that's hilarious. Remember how much persuading you had to do to your friends to convince, a, to convince them that you had a girl interested in you, but it took damn near a grand jury to get a grand jury indictment to get people to buy that you didn't kiss a girl. You'd have four witnesses sign off that you, in fact, made out with a girl back in the day. <laughs> Uh, the grandparents, let's talk about these fuck sticks. You talk about dated dialogue. Quote, ready? I hate that rock and roll rubbish. Well, 
It's here to stay. Can someone tell John Hughes this is not 19, this is 1984 and not 1964? Did he just watch the Beatles on the Ed Sullivan show and write that line out? (laughs) I swear to Christ. I think Molly Ringwald's family left for that wedding in the Clark Griswold family truckster. That is the same fucking car, Kevin Israel. I am convinced. By the way, I had the same exact headgear as Anthony Michael Hall did after waking up in the in Jake Ryan's car. You will not hear a better humble brag than you will than that today. <laughs> For all you Caddyshack fans, that's right. That's Lou, the Caddy Master, as the priest. You, pick up that blood. Caddyshack, be with it. Okay, uh, again. For the third time, but in, in backwards order, Kevin Israel, you said it already. We have a Molly Ringwald film where she tries to outkick her coverage, but she never exhibits any desirable traits that any dude would want to fall in love with her for. Is John Hughes trying to Manchurian candidate us into thinking she's hot? Didn't work on me, fuckers. She is the <laughs> same boring character in every film. Pouts to her parents in every film. Fends off nerds in every film. And then miraculously through divine intervention, gets the guy in the end in every film. And we know her, and we know her looks. She's in no danger of being recruited to be on the cover of Team Vogue, Team People, or Team Hustler, for Christ's sakes. But this same recipe, John Hughes. He replicates a shitty entree every time he's made this film and expects you to mm. eat it with a smile. This was, the o- <laughs> this was the OG version of that character, and I wish it would have died a quicker death than the new Coke did. Now, Israel said this too. Mm. The plot line is her pissed because people forgot her 16th birthday. When you say assholes, it's my birthday, especially 16 in America. Shit. Mm-hmm. They throw a whole backyard bash in Mexico when you turn 15. You don't think they do the same here for 16 mm-hmm. year olds? I mean, I, I did not like this film, as you could probably surmise. I did not hate it near as much as Pretty in Pink. At least Breakfast Club, which sucked hard, had a better sound. <laughs> It sucked. Way better. Way better. Oh, it's a much better. This, but this film, all three of these films suck dick. I said it before, and I will say it one last time until someone decides to do Uncle Buck or Home Alone because they're the only two John Hughes films left. This podcast has not done. Those are good movies. They're good movies. Someone hates them. Someone hates them. Someone does. You're right. Someone does. John Hughes is the epitome of swing and miss. He is the goddamn grand marshal of that parade. And I would agree. I think he is the most overrated director of all time. He's batting 500. He bats 500 at best, which gets you to the baseball hall of fame, but not the NBA or NFL hall of fame by any stretch. He swings and misses with this one, like Bugs Bunny swinging and screwing himself from the ground. Like he was playing the gas house gorillas. There are no, (laughs) No redeemable characters in this film whatsoever. Everyone borders on insane annoyance. I think I laughed twice. And it was maybe because of the awkward or someone or the or the brother who had some funny lines. I did crack up at the brother. He's a dick, yeah. but he's a he's a he's a little little minor stiffler. It's baffling to me when people defend this film to the fucking grave forget the rape overtones forget the long duck dong like you i appreciate smart racism humor not dumb lazy racism (laughs) humor and this was dumb lazy racism humor Mm -hmm. oh the hack lines weren't funny then and people still quote the shit out of them because i prefer my stereotypes with wit 
and charisma. C, short round in Temple of Doom and the Chinese guy in Revenge of the Nerds. Thank you. I agree. I agree. Thank you. This film stunk when I first saw it. And I'm glad to say 10-year-old's gut, 10-year-old Kevin's gut reaction in his current age, are drawing damn near parallels with every film we do in this podcast. Most of them. By the way, John Hughes said he wrote this film under a, in a weekend. By the way, it showed. <laughs> I'm going to double Kevin Israel's score and give this a 2 out of 10. And I don't know why. Oh, that's why. Shower titties. That's it. Oh, you gave it a 2. You gave yep. it a 1. I gave it a 5. It's fucking terrible. It's not as bad as Pretty in Pink. I can't go worse than Pretty in Pink for this one. Okay, so maybe my edible is kicking in, but I just <laughs> thought of this. I feel like I feel like John Hughes, I mean, it's not that he's overrated. He just doesn't care. It's like he writes these crazy storylines that obviously would never happen in real life, like the Home Alone thing or forgetting her birthday and she wouldn't say it but he doesn't give a shit like it's like he i mean these are box office uh like they're, they're box office hits they, they made a lot of money they're cash cows so he's like people, whatever it doesn't matter people are dumb don't ever dispute that um yeah uh, but, it's just but like, listen hold know. on but some of his uh, uncle buck i fucking love i, I love like uncle buck too i love plane trains and automobiles and i love uh ferris bueller's day off yeah, I didn't see planes, trains. I probably should. Well, 35, wow. 90, 95 minutes, it's a good watch. Now, let's see <laughs> what the jerk-offs who definitely can sympathize with the nerds in this film are. I have to say, critics, five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. Critics, five-star reviews. 16 Candles is a genuinely funny film with plenty of throwaway gags that portray Hughes' Lampoon Origins. Lampoon. I mean, no, that's not true. Last Lampoon, Lampoon Monies were funny, not this. Yeah, that's not true at all. The plotting Next. is cr- the plotting is crude and haphazard, but the dialogue is amusing and the cast is appealing. No, <laughs> knock knock. I can't even look at them. I can't even look at their Wrong. faces. Gross. Knock knock. Who's there? Eat a dick. Yeah, gross. Sixteen Candles is brazenly mischievous, consistently uproarious comedy that christens the devastating, ready, Hughes Foo with vivacious results. This asshole probably took every word and added the word foo at the end of it to be the life of the party. Like, hey, want to go eat some spaghetti foo while watching porno foo before Uncle John gets in from the airport foo? How about fook you? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the first effort by writer-director John Hughes on his way to becoming the William Shakespeare of teen angst. One, what? Yeah. Oh, they wrote this. One really has to be aware of the climate of the early 80s to truly understand, that's not proper grammar, the impact that this film had among teens. I, I'm not a teen in the 80s, so I can't speak to that. I don't know. I was, yeah, no, no clue. I disagree, Critic- but I can't speak to it. Critics, one-star reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. Critics, one-star reviews. (laughs) To try to explain 16 Candles as a person who was there for it in first run today is to helplessly shrug and say, I don't know, man, it was a different time. A sporadically amusing yet hopelessly uneven endeavor that simply isn't in the same league as Hughes' later classics. That second part I agree with. The first part is viciously wrong. (laughs) 
meandering and kind of dull and doesn't quite manage to be as sweet as its romantic final scene. Yeah, I agree with that. Totally. They should show the edited, the unedited version where uh, Jake Ryan slips a digit or two while they're making out on the, on the car. That would be the real. What's a digit? What do you mean? A finger. A digit. <laughs> or he oh. goes, he, he oh. drops a thumb. <laughs> Kevin, he, or he drops a thumb like Don Jameson likes to say. What? A thumb. <laughs> the thumb. Oh, like in the butt? Uh, or anywhere. Oh, okay. Feel likely cool. you don't know party girl. In the cool. <laughs> Sorry, continue, continue. Amazon. I'm learning so much. Amazon, five-star reviews. Amazon, 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 five-star reviews. Amazon, five-star reviews come for you. That being said, the Asian-American kid in 16 Candles was lovable, fun, and well-liked by his peers, but the fact that the movie played a gong during his scenes removes all that makes him great or somehow lessens his worth? Absolutely not. It's poking fun. There is a greater understanding that this movie covers. We are all worthy of being lovingly made fun of for a multitude of reasons. It's important to laugh at ourselves and each other, whether that be because of our aspects of our character or inalienable traits. It's the intent behind the joke that matters. Did the joke intend to hurt people? Or was it an all fun? Getting teased is part of growing up and becoming an adult in the harsh world. This guy's a bad open mic comic. I mean, yeah, like, cool. I didn't ask, but anyway. like, I, Yeah, you're right, Kevin, because he would have ended that with pussies. Am I right? Yeah. Thanks for Amazon explaining that to us, dude. <laughs> Next one. I got to say, I think this movie is funnier now. If more than half the movie is PC taboo. Oh, the things that were okay back in the 80s. I was born in 1980, so didn't watch this closer till 1990. And it was definitely my baseline for what to expect in high school. If this movie offends you, I'm sorry. But if I think you can see the comedy for what it is and actually appreciate the leaps our society has made, since I can't imagine you'll get much enjoyment out of anything released before 1995. Can't see the comedy because it wasn't comedy. It wasn't comedy. Yeah. It was, it wasn't also, comedy. like, don't base your high school experiences off of a movie. Don't think, like, are you an idiot? That's like. Wait a know. minute. I did off of American Pie. That's, you know. That's, you seriously no. thought your no. high school experience was no. going to be? Okay, I was going to say. You're I graduate, an idiot then. I graduated college. Are you crazy? No, I love, I love people like Girls that. Girls are not that hot like Tara Reid in American Pie. That's like. A, You're anyway, goddamn but. right they were. <laughs> by, by the way, we grew, we grew up during the flannel around your waist era. You at least grew up in the booty short era. You're yeah. right. You're the flannel around the waist. You're right. You're, you're like the Daria era. Daria. Well, we did have, we did have yeah, the super low Daria. Daria. Uh, I la, say be- la, 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 I love, I'm, a, I'm a Beavis and Butthead aficionado. Thank you. Yes, exactly. So they can say how racist and bad it is while saying they like it and want to remake it. Nice try, AMC. Go ahead and try and remake it and see how many people you really do offend for ruining a perfect movie 10 stars zero for the stupidity at the end piecing it up with just enough lame fake offensiveness signed red fox thanks red fox <laughs> dumber i don't know <laughs> next last kevin israel this one's for you love this movie however it is kind of disappointing to have to pay that much to rent it for just a couple of days especially when i can get the dvd at walmart for five dollars <laughs> Well, then go for it, dude. Go to Walmart. <laughs> That's very <Bye>. funny. <laughs> they're they're going to have to have someone hold their feet so they can go upside down to the bargain bin and find this piece of shit film. 
Mm, I agree. Amazon one star reviews. Amazon one star reviews. Here come the Amazon one star reviews. This one's a long one, but boy, is it worth it. This movie is loaded with bad messages, mostly misogyny and creepy, rapey characters and women slash girls being mistreated as disposable objects. The side story about the Chinese exchange student Dong is also extremely racist and full of inappropriate stereotyping. Garbage movie. Yikes. How did this ever get a PG rating in the 80s? That's a valid question. Uh, so much of this movie is totally inappropriate. Young girls sizing each other's assets up in the shower. This movie was <laughs> definitely written by a man boy. I can't recall how many girls in my high school who even used the showers after class. Would you go to, <laughs> would you go to school in the Amish country? <laughs> and we you, all, you people, wait, people in your high school use the showers after wait, class? Wait, we didn't use the shower. She's right. Or he's right. Yeah. We did. We did. Really? So, I never, I never, you, you I didn't have swim, dude. went into a shower. Yeah, dude, Same. swim class, swim class. You had to, otherwise you had chlorine. Swim class. You swam at school in high school? Yeah. Where did you go to Part of gym. Where were you at Hogwarts? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Virginidiosis. Whatever. Yes. Yeah, we had swimming in uh, part of a uh, gym class. Uh, this movie is so bogus. I went to high school in the 80s in the Chicagoland area, and this was not what it was like as, at all. This is just some perverted dude's fantasy. Besides, no girl of my acquaintance would have put up with the crap Anthony Michaels Hall character tried to Molly Ringwald. He would have gotten bopped in the mouth straight away. Signed, the L.A. Strangler, Richard Ramirez. And by the way, how can this guy know the girl's shower situation unless you're creeping on them? Yeah, porkies, we're on to you. Yeah, we got the hole in the wall. Next one. What a mistake. Read reviews before purchasing slash renting. First 10 minutes had the F word and full nudity. That's not true. It was just tits. Asking for my money back. <laughs> Kevin zoomed in. He knows. I paused. That's a, that's a, that's a nice set. That's he paused funny. it so long. <laughs> TV was like, are you still watching this? Yeah. <laughs> My wife, this is the first time someone's ever watched 16 Candles with their pants off. I go, well, that fucking Jake Ryan is dreaming. It's a 90 minute wow. movie he's been watching for three and a half hours. Yeah. Uh, asking for my money back. Uh, request denied, but here's a free lollipop and an AOL, AOL CD ROM disc of 100 free hours of AOL access. The back of the case stated that the movie is PG, but once we started watching the movie, we realized it is rated R. At the very bottom of the case, it says, Made in Mexico. Very disappointed in this product. Stupid movie. I bought it for my wife. It's not funny and just retarded. Just like my wife, retarded and not funny. Is that what it said? Oh, I was like, seriously? I was like, oh my God. did write it's not funny. He throws an anti-Mexican. Yeah, I did. I like that. Wait, is it? Sorry, can you go back? I don't even know. Is it actually rated PG? There's no way. So it is, but I see where people saw it was R-rated. There was, but when Wait, you press it, on Amazon, it, it, it says PG. It's 100%. It shouldn't be PG. I'm like very disturbed by back this. In the, back in but... the 80s, I think you could show breasts once and still get a PG rating. This is before 13. But it's not 13. just the boobs. It's, the, it's when he says he can violate her and he's taking her underwear. Well, that wasn't, that like, wasn't even something you considered in the 80s. That was just comedy. That's just no. locker room think, talk. Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, go, watch Revenge of the Nerds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's a. Re- that's crazy. That's, yeah. but that's an R, though. That's a different. No, but Nerds is an R, though. That's a. It's but a Nerds R, is yeah. R just because there's so much nudity. I mean, yeah. Oh. Dude, that's. Yeah. I, 
Whatever. This movie contains inappropriate language, too many di- filthy and dirty words. If Hollywood had skipped those bad words, it would have been a good movie. But apparently they're cool with the shitty story, rape stuff, and hacky Asian jokes. Right, folks? Oh, my. Pretty there much. it is. Kevin Israel, did Lauren Conlon gut that sacred cow? She, you know what? This was this was a uh, this was a this was a win with an assist from the Kevins. <laughs> yeah, I'll take that. She gets she gets the guttings, but we threw the alley oop up for her to throw it down. This was a I'll three. This is a three on O breakaway, and we just scored without any problem whatsoever. Yeah. Listen, I told you I'm nice. I have a hard time like ripping things apart like that. It's really hard for me. Okay. Oh, that's not true. We said plenty of mean things at lunch together. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But it's, um, you know, that's, that's not on the air. So. I know. I know. <laughs> I'm yeah. like, I have a, um, I have, you know, <laughs> I, uh, I, know. I will co-sign on that. This cow had strep throat to begin with. And then it was dealt a case of, <laughs> of, uh, anal diphtheria. Cause this cow is fucking poisoned and, uh, in hospice as it was. And all we just did was come out and unplug the, uh, Wait, the life support. Can I make- Yes. Can I make one statement? Kevin yes. Israel's background with the three characters, they were, I mean, they're so filtered and like, I mean, she's, she looks well, that's, hotter. Well, that's, that's you. That's your face. That's Goatee's oh, face. And wait, that's my face. That's oh. why I was listening. Why does she look hot? I actually literally thought that. I literally was like, she's hot there. And I didn't <laughs> even so know that nice, was me. I'm so nice, especially to myself. I wait, love... I swear to you, I literally was like, that doesn't look like her. I couldn't see Jake because your head and Wait, so that's supposed to be Kevin? That's, I, that's, I'm dead. That is Sorry. my face. That's him. Wait, I'm actually, I'm very impressed with this. An this hour and funny. 10 minutes later, she finally picks up on the back. I was going to point it out, but I was like, eh. Just some, no, people, some people that's catch funny. it very quickly. Jail called in, go that, like, in the first 15 seconds. Goes, jail, was, jail was like excited about it. Yeah, I'm psyched. <laughs> Did you send that? I was just thinking, I'm like, this just obviously is not Molly Ringo. It's like a bootleg version. I'm like, she's just pretty. That's <laughs> oh, me. Okay. By the, by the way, of the, well, by the way, that does very much look like my hairstyle in the eighties. And I was told people a lot like celebrity lookalikes now, Anthony Michael Hall and he's uh, hot now. He's and, crazy, and, Zach, he's and, hot. and Zach Morris were they two like celebrity. That's the ones I get the most. Oh I know. Oh my God. Zach Morris makes my nipples hard. I love them. <laughs> Still to this day. One, one, one girl said, you look like Bradley Cooper. I said, I like more like Winnie Cooper than Bradley Cooper. Stop it. <laughs> That's ridiculous. Hey, Lauren Conlon, what can we find you? Where can we find you? What are you up to? Share with us. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Lauren underscore interviews. And you can find me on Twitter at Conlon underscore Lauren. You can probably find me down at City Hall rallying um, for the toddlers to be able to take their masks off. Uh, I'm just kidding. But no, really, <laughs> I, I probably will be down there for that. But um, I have a podcast that comes out every Wednesday. It's called Lauren Interviews. And I write and do interviews for um, a publication called Pop Style TV. And um, just follow my Instagram. I post everything I do there. Kevin Israel. KevinIsrael.com for comedy dates. I'm up at Foxwoods every month. Uh, that date changes, so check my calendar. And more importantly, leave us a five-star rating and a, a quick sentence, a few-sentence review on your podcast platform of choice. It helps. It works the algorithms. KG and I have seen the effect of the algorithms over the, over the past few weeks, and it doesn't make any sense. But what, what does make sense <laughs> is, you, is you leaving us a review because even when the numbers are down, we still get absolute happy boners over over reading your mm. beloved 
reviews of our podcast. Kevin sends them to me, and I know we just want to we just want to hug each other as we read them. So please leave us those reviews. It means something to us. It means something to the show, and it should mean something to you too. We hug each other like Rocky Balboa and Apollo Creed in the surf in Rocky Three, dancing fr- in the water, and they're frolicking with those. You know, nut hugger shorts on that only could survive in 1983. Uh, I have those on right now. <laughs> Prove it. <laughs> KevinGoatee.com for shenanigans. GuttingTheSacredCow.com for everything us. Merch shop is there. And of course, as I said before, go and get tickets for the live show. March 26th, Carasota's Movie Theater, Secaucus, Jersey. And see us hang out with Bill and Joanne yet again to do Office Space. And we do a live episode right after the film in that theater eventbrite.com gutting the sacred cow lauren conlin you did not disappoint my dear thank you for coming on this podcast good job thanks guys much appreciated uh we had fun with you talk to you guys later that was fun sick of being upsold at gyms my guy you're currently a base member for 90 dollars more i can upgrade you to our shred membership for 130 more you'll be a swole member and for just 300 dollars more you'll reach sweat platinum at planet fitness you'll get energy without the upsell never pushy always free fitness training and equipment for every workout it's fitness that fits your budget join planet fitness for just one dollar down and ten dollars a month cancel anytime deal ends friday may 10th see home club for details